some chips. All right, all you good people out there in, 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 in podcasting land, uh, welcome to uh, Real Awesome Chips. Episode, episode five. Episode five, yeah, you episode know five. It. Oh, man, we're really making some serious headway here. Serious headway. Um, yeah, uh, last time we got through a, a bullet point or four. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> four out of, let's see, I don't know, four out of many. It's all good. So um, you guys are tuning in for the experience. <clears throat> yeah, you are, and not for the content. And we are giving you the experience. Just kidding, um, content too. By the way, I did have a little update um, on arranged marriages. Oh, uh, because yeah, because there was a BBC uh, podcast this week that I was listening to, and they were talking about how. Um, so in India, you know, my friend Amol, I talked about him mm-hmm. last episode. His marriage was an arranged marriage, mm-hmm. and they had veto power. Mm-hmm. But apparently. Uh, in India, they didn't originally have veto power. And oh. that, that was kind of a transition where they went first from no veto power to having veto power. Huh. And um, it also talked about how Japan also had had arranged marriages, but they've kind of moved away from it now. Yeah, to no and marriages. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. just kidding. <laughs> they get married. They just have very, very unhappy marriages. <laughs> Take that, Japan. <laughs> what? Just <laughs> kidding. Is that true? Or you, or you have something to back that up? I, with? Is that just an anecdote? It's such a... Yeah, okay. I don't want to it's a talk mess. bad about Japan, it's a mess. but their family lives are not that not that healthy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, sorry, listeners from Japan. Sorry. And um. Uh, <laughs> also, uh. Yeah, but also there was someone else on there who was they were in Greece, uh, but they were Syrian, and so they didn't actually have an arranged marriage. But the way they did it is that the like the first, I mean, there was not something that we would call a first date, but it was like the first interaction. Was basically the guy came over and had dinner with like the entire family, mm. and the guy and the girl maybe interacted some, but not a lot. And then it was like after the whole thing was over, then they asked the girl, "Well, what do you think? Do you want us to arrange it?" And yeah, and so it was wait, let ca- me interrupt you. So yeah, by okay, the way, we're kind of recapping so, what we talked yeah, about last that's time, true. which we were talking about the cultural context of singleness, and we did we did talk a bunch about arranged marriages. Yeah, and that's why we're talking about it now. We're recapping. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, go right. on. And the reason we're talking about also, this Also, is... FYI, I'm trying to be less noisy. <laughs> and we moved the microphone closer to we, Paul. We moved the microphone closer to me and farther from Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> because Bryce's voice projects Not a lot the more. first time I've, I've um, been made aware you know, of my relative loudness. Sorry, it, go on. It happens. Paul, um, I interrupted you. Please No, you're continue. good. Well, but, but the reason we're talking about arranged marriages is because Bryce is a big fan of bringing back arranged marriages. Dude, bring them back. So, <laughs> bring them back. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, 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 but anyways, I never like, said that. But I do think they have some merits. Yes, yeah, the Syrian uh, family. Then it was like, so it was like it. There was total like um, choice on the on the part of the individuals, hmm. but there was a ton of respect for what their parents said too. Mm. So it was kind of like um, so that seemed to me kind of like something in between as well. Yeah. You know, well, maybe maybe some of these cultures. It seems like there may be shifts where some of them start out as arranged marriage cultures where it's very rigid. Yeah. And then it shifts to where um, there's veto power. Then maybe it shifts to where yeah. there's a lot of choice, but they still yeah. respect what their parents say. Yeah. To our culture, where yeah. we're like, we don't care what you say, parents. Exactly. It's my Freedom life. Freedom of everything. Yeah. I do what I want. I don't know. It reminds me of that Far Side cartoon where the cartoon teenager, he's like, I didn't ask to be drawn. And it's just his <laughs> way of rebelling against his parents. <laughs> Typical American cartoon. All right. Anyways. So... Sorry, that that was kind of a recap. No need to recap apologize. Slash aside. That, was, that was great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes sorry doesn't really mean sorry. That's right. Like, sometimes uh, it means <clears throat> I'm not sorry. It's true. I will say that Justice Sotomayor on the Supreme Court <gasps> in the oral arguments. I love a Justice Sotomayor <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, reference. Uh, well, whenever she says sorry, what she really means is you're wrong. So she'll start the she'll start uh, she'll start uh, inter- she'll interrupt somebody and she'll say I'm sorry, and then she'll point out how they're wrong. <laughs> So it definitely doesn't mean it's definitely not an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who's your favorite Supreme Court justice? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, no, well, excuse me. Which is the best? Oh, which is <laughs> the best? Uh, they all have their good points. You I know, know, I, know. I, I lean more conservatively. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite justice to listen to is Justice Breyer, uh, who's mm. uh, um, less conservative. But he. Um, uh, he goes on these really long hypotheticals mm-hmm. and uh, just like starts tearing people apart. And but he 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 won't start it until like halfway through the oral argument. So you know when he gets started, that then it's going to be like you're going to be talking with Justice Breyer for like ten minutes. So he's like, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, uh-huh. I really like his little yep. rants. There you have it, guys. The only podcast, what? the only relationship podcast where we discuss Supreme Court justices. Right. But what? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say um, uh, Scalia was the funniest. Oh, in fact, yeah. someone did an actual study on this that. Because um in the court in the uh, reporter documents in the in the reporting or whatever they type down like laughter in brackets or in parentheses uh-huh. when people laugh uh-huh. and uh, somebody did a study and Justice Scalia was by far cracking the most jokes wow. in there. So they know. all seem pretty funny though, or witty. They really are. Yeah, yeah. But he he was the most. Yeah, yeah. he was really good. Yeah. When I was listening to recently, the guy was uh, saying he said the attorney uh, said I'm not actually sure why we're here. And uh, Justice uh, Ginsburg said, well, you're here because you lost below. And uh, everybody started laughing. Kind of like a diss, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> that Ginsburg. Ginsburg. <laughs> she can say whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can, man. She gets away with it. Yeah, Yeah, good old Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. All right. You, <laughs> you're Ruth Bader, believe it. Ruth, ba- you Ruth Bader, you Ruth better believe it. Oh, That's from Futurama. You, oh, I thought maybe you just came up with that right now. I was, <laughs> no, give a serious prop. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, last time we talked about cultural contact with single people. Uh, we talked about the uh, how there's more single people in the U. We're talking about the U.S. by the way. Yeah. Um, more single people than ever before. Um, it's about half the population of the adult population now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> back in 1950. Uh, 78% of the adult population was married, so, so it's been a big shift. Uh, other other cultural factors, delayed adolescence, economic recession, uh, marriage is less of a given, it's less of a cultural expectation, and we're more accepting slash promoting of all sorts of family arrangements. Uh, there's pros and cons to that. Um, yeah. Uh, we also talked about the fertility rate, how it hit a record low in the U.S. Uh, last year. Uh, we talked about some of the economic uh, implications for that. We didn't really touch on it, but, you know, we also believe there's some moral and spiritual implications, blah, blah. Yeah. Sorry, don't mean to blah, blah. <laughs> moral and <laughs> spiritual. Well, you know. It's just kind of not what we're blah, blah. focusing on here. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Put an ellipses in there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, all of that was just to kind of lay the context that there's a lot of single people out there today and fewer rules uh, about what good relationships are or ought to be than, than ever before. Yeah, it's also true to some extent that um, uh, marriage is declining even um, maybe separate from just 
pure relationships. So, for example, there are um, more people like live together. Sure. And, you know, well, they'll start like a little right. family or whatever, but they might not get married. Right. Some countries, some countries like, I don't remember, they were talking about this on the BBC podcast, like um, uh, the average age at marriage is like around 40 or something after mm. they've had a few kids, you know. Oh, wow. There was a couple in Argentina. Yeah. So I was a missionary in Argentina. There was a couple that we ran into and they were not married. And they had like six kids, and and we asked them like, "Have you ever thought about getting married?" And they said, "The guy said, oh, that seems like a big commitment." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Not sure I'm ready for that." I was like thinking to myself, "Dude, man, five kids is already like you you've already committed, man." I mean, like, what's the whole... well? I mean, so you know, technically, um, yeah, he hasn't made that. Co- it's I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, it, it, the issue is the commitment. He's not yeah, wrong. Um, sure. There was this Reader's Digest thing I remember reading that talked about how um, uh, it was it was basically making the argument that the um, marriages are more stable if you have not lived together before marriage yeah. uh, back in the days. Although I know this this uh, BBC uh, cast was saying that they're curious now whether that's just somewhat of a self selecting. Uh, Phenomena. I can't yeah, remember exactly what they're about that. Could be. Anyways, um, but by yeah, the way, before we get off of arranged marriages, last comment: Ben Franklin in his autobiography, there was some religious sect there by there around him where they did arranged marriages, and he talked to one of the guys and he said, "You know, there's a high chance that these people won't like each other if you pick for them." And the guy said, "There's a high chance they won't if they pick for themselves." And oh! Ben Franklin said, "I conceded that point." Whoa. <laughs> Anyways. That being said, we're all about freedom of, using freedom of choice wisely and responsibly. That's yeah. why we're talking about this topic today, which sure. is uh, the good relationships the good, equation. Uh, the good relationships equation. Yeah. That's right. Being we typical males. That, oh, that's right. We're going to boil it down to math. Deduce this to, uh-huh. um, yes, we yeah. have boiled it down to math. So, you know, this is not so revolutionary that no one's ever thought it before. But that being said... Um, a man I know, very successful, prominent businessman. He's been a CEO. Talking about me? Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I haven't been a CEO. <laughs> anyway, he he first uh, presented this idea to me. Or this is the yeah. Basically, hmm. um, um, you know, to find a good rela- and by the way, I'm going to use marriage and good relationship interchangeably here. They're technically not the same thing, but presumably, no one wants to get married. Who doesn't also want a good relationship within that marriage? Yeah. Um, but again, there's plenty of people who are married who don't have good relationships. And that's to be avoided, um, sure. obviously. Um, okay. So he he said that it it basically boils down to two things: you got to find the right person, and you have to be the right person. Um, I appreciated the uh, what's the word? Mm. You know, the elegance, the elegance, <laughs> elegance of of of, the, of that framework. Solution. Um, I think it's deceptively simple, but I I think it is correct. Um, you know, that being said, if someone tells you this is easy to actually do in your life, then chances are they haven't been single recently. Um, or maybe they were really lucky or particularly well-prepared to get married. Um, but, but but the the idea is right. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Which, uh, I often feel like, uh, sometimes when, uh, when, uh, married people start giving singles advice, Uh I sometimes feel like. Maybe you shouldn't take so much credit for your luck. 
That's you right. Know, yeah. It may not have been skill. Yeah. Or when did you like, get married? Oh, back when, uh, you know, back, back when there were no other options. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, just well, sure, the zeitgeist, was, the that, culture, the opportunities <laughs> have changed over time. Sure. Um, my mom said, I mean, my mom was engaged when she was uh, in a senior in high school still. Hmm. Super wow. common back That's then. That's right. This was, this was like the yeah. late 50s. Yeah. 60, it was like around 1960. Yeah. So, you know, she said like basically uh, for all the girls in her senior class, like if they weren't engaged by the time they were graduated, they felt like old maids. <laughs> that has totally changed. Yep. You know, now that, you know, it's very common for both genders to attend college and stuff. So anyways. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Different times. Different times, man. Yep. Um. So I'm of the opinion, um, you know, I think there's a such thing as compatibility. Uh, and I think it's good to have. Um, I think that can right. only only help the relationship. By compatibility, I mean, you know, sameness, similarity, um, you know, similar background, similar shared experience. Sure. Obviously, you're never going to have perfect 100%. Um, and it isn't necessarily desirable. Um, but, you know, someone that feels like a good match for you, you know, that, that uh, interacting doesn't feel so much like uh, pulling teeth. <laughs> You know, and, and interpersonal yeah. friction and, and miscommunication. That being said, again, back to expectations, you know, if we expect we'll, that that any trace of that in a relationship means it's doomed for failure, I don't think that's a healthy uh, expectation. Yeah, no, this is probably where all your uh, uh, personality test type of stuff would come into the equation, right? Compatibility. Yeah, I think that can help a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Or it can, we'll, it can we'll, inform the thought process yeah we're... yeah well i mean we can talk about personnel another time but like paul, yeah. paul and i are both big uh fans of myers-briggs um yeah it gets knocked by the um uh, by a professional psychologist to some extent yeah it's got but... some some limitations some methodological limitations to be sure but i still think it's useful sure i yeah. have some defenses me too. To too but okay, but we're yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, roughly halfway through our time, so let's not let's not go there. Sure. <laughs> another time. Um, okay, another thing I want to say. Um, you know, even though I think compatibility is highly desirable and and it is a thing, there you know, there there are pairings you know, that can be you know have relative differences in how compatible the two people are. Right, you and a certain person versus you and a different person. You know, there can be a difference in the raw compatibility there. Yeah. That being said, in my opinion, uh, two basically compati- compatible people can nevertheless fail to have a good relationship um, due to deficiencies in the second part of the equation, which is, say, um, you could find the right person and still not be the right person for a relationship. Um, Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think you can bring in uh, things about, like, selfishness and... Sure. Um, you know, just you can you can do a lot of things wrong in a relationship. Well, you know, you can become addicted to drugs or something sure. and destroy a relationship even though you're super compatible. Yeah. Or, you know, you can slip into some depression. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, selfishness, you know, is an, is a less uh, maybe extreme example. But um, sure. Yeah. But wait, selfishness. Just being selfish. Oh, it's less, less extreme. extreme sure. than like, you know, but it's also the subtle killer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, subtle but deadly. Yeah, well. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it is. It finds its way into every uh, relationship. That's right. To some extent. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
I think that's correct. I th- although when you say be the right person, I mean that can entail a lot of things. I mean, do you do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean it's that's Mostly. very subjective, right? Because like right I, person. I, yeah, I would is. say, for example, um, you know, I've noticed like that when I'm in better shape physically, mm-hmm. um, I'm, like now, <laughs> like now, <That's, laughs> if only you could see me, listeners. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably that guy you've noticed at the gym. Probably. You're like, whoa. That really that handsome, guy ripped guy. Golden tan and yeah. <laughs> amazing muscle tone. <laughs> and, oh, man. Anyway, like, um, uh, but I've certainly noticed that uh, at times when I'm in better shape overall, uh, there's more overlap between uh, my interest and, and the, the females that I'm interested in. Mm. And uh, to me, some of that is me being the right person a little bit more. You Absolutely. Know? And and that's the thing that I can affect. And that doesn't that, that doesn't affect like I might be um I might find the right person and not be the right person because I'm I'm not you know, I'm not as in good a shape and sure. they're not as attractive to me yeah. at the time. And again, that's so, not to say know, that's just a physical people do not example. need to be perfect to get married because if yeah, they did then no one true. would ever get married. Sure. But but the more we're moving in the direction of being the quote-unquote right person, yeah. the better our chances are. Sure. Sometimes I do. It can only help things yeah, along. I think it's true. And I think uh, that sometimes we we probably, I feel like at least I do this, I spend too much time trying to find the right person, not enough yeah. time trying to be the right person, yeah. make changes in my own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, life, you know, that so. was another point I wanted to make. Yeah. But you already made it for me. Yeah. Do I, it, man. I, I, make I, the I, point again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I think that single people... You know the tendency, or it's at least a temptation to focus so much on finding the right person. Yeah. Um, potentially to the exclusion of being the right person. Now, sure. it's not to say you can't do both, and and certainly you should try to do both. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's plenty of people out there who think that they're only single and only unsuccessful in the relationships because of everyone else. You know, they well, they haven't found the one right per- that's person right. that that's has right. Compatible, which is. It's more difficult when you have like a pretty large sample set that you're already dealing with, you know, like if you hmm. have a pretty, I feel like for us, for example, I feel like we have pretty big social circles. Yeah. And um, I sometimes feel like um, it, it becomes more difficult to say like, well, it's just somebody outside of this entire social circle. Um, that sometimes seems like maybe it's not... I don't know. Hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm that's a chasing a unicorn type of thing. Oh, okay. Um, Concluding that even in this big social circle, I haven't found "quote unquote" the one. So, or but, a one. but she but must be out there. Or O one. I haven't found O one. Yeah. She must be outside. Or in Fly this. the Concords. They, <laughs> they say. What did they say? <laughs> yeah, she was the one. But you're saying that this other girl's the one. Oh yeah, she's the one too. She's you can have a lot too. of ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Can't have a lot of ones, and it's true, man. You you really can. Like uh, the person that you're interested in now is the most important one, right? You know, it's like yeah. even though you've had some past strong feelings for others. It, but anyways, yeah. um, yeah. I I mean, I tend to have that thought, anyways. Like if I think, okay, well, if my sample set of like all the all the people in my potential pool mm-hmm. right now, if it's like a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I start tending to think that like, is it is it realistic for me to think like, well, I just haven't found the right person, so I need to, I mean, to some extent it is true. Networking is a big deal. Maybe there will be yeah. somebody who's like way more compatible with me than all the people I found. Yeah. Maybe I haven't gotten to know the people that are in my circle enough 
to yeah. find the people that are compatible. Yeah. Um, maybe there are things I can change about myself. Yeah, you know, I mean, in that situation, I wouldn't necessarily say, no, you have to stay within your yeah. circle. And but I, I would sure. I would definitely encourage you, hey, like, take a look at yourself. What is holding you back? You know, let's talk about this. Uh, well, if I were, like, in a coaching sure. situation or even just in a friend. Can we uh, cue the Michael Jackson Man in the Mirror song right here? Because... <laughs> Yes. I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to sing it for copyright purposes. <laughs> that's right. And because of uh, our singing abilities are amazing. Yeah, they are pretty amazing. Um, Yeah, that's true. I mean, sure, you shouldn't artificially limit your pool. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's not, it's not wrong to be on the hunt. And honestly, <laughs> men enjoy that. It's, <laughs> it's when that become when the hunt becomes so, all there is, you know. All men have a little bit of killer whale in them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm apex. guessing women might have some sort well, of they all want similar. Be, they want to be apex predators. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Do like, women want to be apex nurturers? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Sorry, sure, go on, I, go I on. certainly hope I find an apex nurturer. <laughs> Me too. Whatever Me too. that is. Um, yeah, so you don't have any idea of what a female analog is of that? No. The thrill of the, the chase, of the is chase, it more like... I mean, um, well, don't uh, get me wrong. I think men and women are both completely capable of being way too picky and going on an endless search. I think we're all capable of that, men and women. Um, that yeah, being said, um, I do think that... But well, let me ask you... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, I just think, you know, whether it's, as Jerry Seinfeld said, said you know... Men don't want to watch TV. They want to know what else is on, right? So it's like we always just... <laughs> that's true. It's like, what you know, maybe on? that's our, you know, Flipping our leftover channels. hunting instinct from past generations or whatever, but... Yeah, maybe. You know. But do, let me ask you this. when, when get, Or maybe it's the thrill, the promise of adventure. I mean, I do think men are, have more of that uh, side of them than women, you know? Sure. There's a part of me that feels... Do you think, though, that guys in general... Um, when they're in the hunt, or let's say, like for instance, well, they 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 went over some female, you know, and then they're in a relationship or whatever. Is there satisfaction because they beat all the other guys, or is it because like they accomplished this goal mostly, kind of mm, thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. Probably the latter. That's what I tend to think as yeah. well. When I tend to think that maybe yeah. is a difference in that. Yeah. I feel like females in their dating, uh, may there may be more uh, in their mind more competition. Yeah. With other females, yeah, kind it's, of thing. it's you know, more, of a, more comparing themselves more of a to the communal other thing. It's, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. the hunt for a woman is like, am I better than that woman right there? Yeah, you know. Yeah, which both of these they tend. I don't think they enjoy that as much as men enjoy their version of the hunt. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't feel. Do we it really seems to cause them a lot of pain and distress. For us, think, it's, it just well, stokes our egos. We enjoy the kill, but I think like the hunt is like, man, this sucks. I was like, when you're when you're not in a relationship, you're like, dude. Oh, that's not dating. the hunt. That's that's the famine <laughs> from an unsuccessful hunt. Well, you're wa- you're walking across the tundra trying to find a woolly mammoth. Yeah. You're like, dang yeah. it, well, there are no woolly mammoths yeah. in my social circle, uh, or whatever. You know. It's, yeah. Analogy is getting kind of weird. But, yeah, it is. Um, at any rate. Okay. Uh, well, let me move on to my next point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that. Probably you know, understandably, we tend to seek relationships <laughs> where we can minimize the degree of personal adjustment that's required of us. Uh, I think that's understandable, right? No, none of us are seeking to maximize the amount of hardship and difficulty we'll have in a relationship. Yeah, we sure. want the opposite. Um, can you give some examples of personal adjustment? Like, what do you mean, though? Specifically, oh, like, you uh, know, a- anything that requires us to do things differently than we've done. You uh, know, whether it's how we approach conflict, 
um, you know, how how clearly or consistently we communicate. Sure, like, um, certainly when you're married, there's going to be adjustments, you know, to your lifestyle. Certainly when you have kids, there's going to be huge adjustments. Yeah. Um, you know, or, you know, you, you maybe... Like, you like to make smoothies at 8 a.m. with a very loud <laughs> yeah, blender. Yeah, like a certain roommate of ours, And, and yeah. your, your spouse is like, Ex- that wakes me up every morning. Exactly. you groggy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So basically just anything. Yeah. Sure. But I think yeah. that's true, you know. I mean, especially well, yeah. when, when we're, you know, we sure. in the first world. We have first world problems and, and uh, you know, we love our creature comforts. Right. Well, if you're like, a, if if um one of you, like, really likes outdoorsy stuff all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, more than the other, that could be a thing. You know, like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going yeah. to have to. You know, I think for the sake I of the relationship, both people ought to, like, meet the other person halfway. Like, okay, I'm going to try to learn to enjoy this more. And guess what? You can. Because one thing we're going to talk about is growth. I mean, we'll touch on it a little bit. We're, so we were talking to our our engaged friends yesterday. Or I wasn't. Well, at different times. Well, anyway, at the, at the point I was – yeah, Paul wasn't there at the time. But we were talking about uh, – you know, I was picking their brains, of course, about about the state of single people – uh, from their perspective as newly engaged and um you know one of the things that, oh, that's right. that one of them it. brought up was was how there's so much, so much of a fixed mindset among so many so many single people and this this draws from the work of Carol Dweck at Stanford about fixed versus growth mindsets uh it's been very influential deservedly so um basically um it's the idea you know, it's an attitude of fixedness you know that i am x therefore yeah. you know W-Y-Z, um, versus growth mindset, where which is more, this is how I am now, you know, but I can change. Um, okay. This, this explains a lot of um, <laughs> the internal hardships people face, you know, when they think they can't ever change their circumstance because I am just that way. Uh, and sure. the re- reality is more complicated and more hopeful, actually. Okay, growth mindset. Yeah. Like uh, the man prayer from the Red Green Show. I Which don't I, know what that is. Yeah, I used to watch this. I'm sure there's probably no women out there who ever watched the Red Green Show. <laughs> it was Canadian. It was on public television. Oh, okay. But anyways, I said the man prayer at the end of the show, and, uh-huh. and, it, and one man got up and he said, and he would lead the man prayer, and they would all recite it with him. I'm a man, and I can change if I have to, I guess. That <laughs> 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 was a... So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, growth mindset. Every that, time, that, that every was time the, they said that, that was the very beginning. Women all across Canada had a had a subtle thrill in their hearts. Yeah, a thrill of, <laughs> exactly. of hope. That was like the very beginning. <laughs> that that was the seed being planted of a growth mindset. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. But you just got to make sure that when you meet someone halfway. Um, it's gotta be some trust there, right? Because if like if they say like, yeah, hey, I I like going on hikes, like a hundred percent of the time, and so then you'll say, okay, how about we go fifty percent of the time? And really, they really only like going fifty percent of the time, but they just said a hundred, so you meet them halfway and fulfill all their expectations. Well, if you're dating a lawyer, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have not used these types of tactics in dating, just if what. But, um, yeah. yeah, anyways. Um, okay, some more things I want to say. Uh, sorry, that I'd written down. Yeah. And therefore wanted before. to say. Sure. Why did I even make that? Distinction? I don't know. <laughs> we have three more minutes before we hit 30 minutes. But it's okay. We're doing good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, more on the point of how we tend to seek to minimize the amount of personal adjustment required. Um, you know, there's more opportunities out there ever than ever before to 
to find to find yes yes so so that dating apps and all that stuff that's right there's there's uh you know social media is a great way well i don't know my great way but it's definitely a way to meet people um it certainly can augment our Our meeting new people going to events that are posted on facebook uh yeah dating apps and everything but but i would submit again that i i think i don't know again i don't know if i said this but i think we tend to underdo it on the on the part about being the right person, and we intend to overdo it um, on the finding the right person. You know, yeah. we overemphasize finding the right person and underemphasize actually working on being a better uh, match for someone. Um, yeah, and then and then you know, oftentimes we'll exasperatedly cry to the heavens. You know, why is this not working? You know, even though I'm getting out there, how come? You know, how come my relationships are still crappy? And um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that there isn't a huge element of chance and timing because there is, but uh, you know, you, you also need to be open. I think to the possibility that hey, <laughs> maybe there's things that you can you know you can change about yourself. Yeah. Uh, starting first and foremost again with your mindset. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, like um, it's true. We have like this gigantic hunting net now. Yeah. We can cast it like all across the world. Yeah. And um, to some extent, I sometimes think that that, uh, that um, affects uh, what we think the right person is to some extent. Yeah. The, the right person maybe becomes more of a right person. I mean, I don't know. Like sometimes I kind of tend to feel like my ideal right person in my mind becomes a composite of all the great aspects I see of everyone else who I've dated already huh. and uh, becomes more and more of a fictitious person. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm susceptible to that some too. extent. You know, we've got this gigantic net, and yeah. well, this is a great fish, but you know, what about over there and the, these yawn seas over there? Are <laughs> uh, yeah, a, uh, but uh, but your thing about like, um, uh, yeah, we f- we say woe is me. That reminds me of this onion, uh, <laughs> our thing that had a picture of this girl, and she was saying, thinking to herself, where are all the, why are all the good guys? Taken or jerks or available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, or reminds me of this. Uh, this certainly something to this meme I saw um, <laughs> also recently a few months back. Of, of it's like this Victorian <laughs> picture of this woman. Yeah, who's kind of in a woe with me pose as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember something along the lines of "Where are all the good men?" And then there's this guy to next to her who says. I'll date you, and she says, "Go away." <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, now, again, I'm not saying you got to lower your expectations if you think it's a bad match. You know, if if one of those guys approaches you, but at the very least, bemoaning your fate ain't productive. Um, yeah. You know, looking at what you can do that's more productive. Yeah, for and, sure. And um, I am a thousand percent confident. That if if you look at yourself enough, you can find something, some reasonable change you can make yep. to improve your chances. Absolutely. Um, you know, Elisa Snell. Um, I know she she talked about a client who was who was kind of wailing on guys and yeah. well, guys are doing this wrong and that wrong. And she said, yeah. "Look, you can be you can either be right or you can be effective. You can't be both. <laughs> yeah. So you have to pick. Yeah. If you want to be effective, you can only change things about yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So." Tangentially, yeah. the good news is, you know, I think relationships, I think it's, well, the way I think of relationships, it's it's about uh, mutual influence and being influenced. And, you know, I think a full, a, a mature relationship does involve the ability to influence the other per- person. 
that being said, that's before we get to that point, yes, we got to focus yeah. on what can we do about our circle of influence, which is primarily ourselves. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. great, man. Um, good relationships equation. There we go. Yeah. You know, uh, well. Equals. I got some more things. Good relationship. Go that's for it. That's right. Um, so, <laughs> you know, again, as far as like being the right person, making changes to increase our chances, uh, I'm not saying we got to reinvent the wheel. You know, I don't think you need to totally reinvent who you are. Um I think it really is about, you know, having the courage and the humility um, to to look at yourself, recognize uh, what's holding you back, and then, uh, you know, kind of make a plan to change. And yeah, uh, that that is hard to do. Um, it can be helped, you know, if if you confide in close friends or family, if you work with a therapist, work with a coach. Um, it can just be something you do on your own. Um, certainly, you know, I'm of the opinion that. Um, you know, spiritual power from from God. I think that definitely uh, can and should be part of the equation. Although, again, if that's not part of your spiritual beliefs, that's a okay too. Um, yeah. You know, but but the reality is, people are capable of a little. Uh, well, they're capable of more change than than <laughs> than is convenient. I think. But yeah. there's there's a lot of hope to that too. I mean, I've seen in my own life, like not that I'm the poster child for this, but like. In some ways, I've been forced to change because of some uh, changes in my family uh, circumstances in the past few years. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not the same person I was, mostly in good ways, I think. Well, nobody yeah. is when they become billionaires, <laughs> like, like, like happened with your family situation. That's so. true. Yeah, we became billionaires overnight. <laughs> it's been a real hardship. <laughs> um, no, but, um, no, but seriously, like... Um, yeah, I I do feel like um particularly like I I feel like when I have uh female fr- so f- friends of the opposite gender that are mm-hmm. willing to be frank with me, I feel like that's ah, a little bit more useful. Absolutely. Than, uh, good information. Feedback from goes other guys. A long way. Oh, I okay. I mean, feedback from females. For me, feedback from yeah. females that, are, that will be frank with me, I feel like uh, is usually a little bit more accurate than um, if I were to just ask a bunch of guy friends, like, hey, what do you are, think? Are you talking doing? about female friends that you tried dating or not even no, necessarily? Okay. did not try so, dating. Yeah. Uh, but we were, you know, just friends either uh, in other ways, like from work. or So that was yeah, yeah. not, yeah, so yeah. more platonic yeah. stuff. But, in, um, in my opinion, that doesn't happen nearly enough among yeah. single people. Were they, were they, I mean, because for one, you know, most people, most polite company aren't going to like, Unsoli- it's, it's, give you unsolicited feedback. It's not tactful to give it's it not, unsolicited. It's not. Now, there's some people who have <laughs> no problem will, doing that. They will be pulling that, pushing yeah. out their suspenders while they sit down. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah. You fool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but so, you know, uh, um, talking about that earlier. I mean, it's kind of the right uh, idea, just completely the wrong execution. You know, sure. that, that people do need feedback, and especially, yes, you know, for if. From people of the opposite gender, if you're trying to have more success with people of the opposite gender, yeah, you should talk to, to yeah, uh huh. Like my friend, one of my friends said that um, when she would be talking with her female friends about, what do you think it means that this guy did this, and does mm-hmm. you know, do you think he's into me? And she was asking all her female friends, and her female friends were thinking that, well, he probably is into you, and but you know, maybe some, this is going on or that's going on. Yeah. And all her male friends just asked the question, is he asking you out? And um, and she was like, no. And all her guy friends was like, well, you know, he probably would be asking you out if he was into yeah. you, you know, yeah. given these circumstances yeah. that you've given. Yeah. And she felt like she was getting more valuable 
clarity from her male friends. So yeah. I feel like there's some of that. I think Absolutely. it's also true that, like, to some extent, we sometimes know already some of the things that, like, this oh, is something yeah, I can change. Away or I from should it. change. We're hoping we can we can yeah. get a freebie that we can get success sure. without doing anything we're differently. Hoping, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think that's smart stuff. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. There was something else I was gonna say, but oh, dude. I can't remember what it was. Bring it back. We were calling this. We were calling it when people give unsolicited advice. I was telling Bryce earlier. I call that Mister Advice. And, uh, you call I, it what? I call it Mr. Advice. Mr. Like, advice, oh, that's right. Oh, Mr. Advice just showed up. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. when it's un- only when it's unsolicited. Yeah. Yeah. Which, right. you know, I think that, well, for men, that's, you know, it's again goes back to our our desire to fix things as a way to, like, show we care, you know, or to be, <laughs> yeah. as, as a way to be engaged in a relationship, you know, is to try to solve things. Um, and that's, I think, where mansplaining comes from, too. Yeah. Um, Man- mansplaining. Yeah, you Wait, don't know what mansplaining? Is mansplaining. What is mansplaining? Oh, I feel like I've a, heard this term, but thing. I can't you don't define spend it. Enough time on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, apparently I don't. Yeah, uh, it's just like men acting like know-it-alls. Okay. Something I've never okay. been guilty of personally. <laughs> just kidding, all the time. <laughs> it's something I've worked at because I have a growth mindset. <laughs> Great. I've probably mansplained without knowing it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like. Every 30, man probably has. At least 30% of this podcast is probably me mansplaining. Um, right. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's kind of it's kind of a condescending okay. way of like showing that like that you know what they're talking about and that you yeah. can single-handedly fix their, <laughs> you know, solve their puzzle for them. Um, what that requires is a Phillips screwdriver, my friend, <laughs> rhetorically speaking. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so anyway, remember people, single people at least. Well, here's another thing. Here's the a big difference between married and single people, or people in a relationship and people not, is um, it's much more likely you'll get feedback whether you like it or not uh, when you're actually in some sort of committed relationship with someone, rather than sure. if you're single and unattached. I think it's so possible for single people to waltz through life, possibly their whole lives, if nothing changes, you know, and not get some honest, actionable feedback about yeah. about what what could be done better what you know even when uncomfortable yeah. though it may be you know it's stuff that they could do to improve their relationships even when like a a you know a, a relatively short term relationship of like a few months or so mm-hmm. um ends it's often it often people won't give all the reasons of why of course well, not. This, you know because it doesn't it's too fresh. feel tactful yeah. yeah yeah you know but but that's a good point you're making though that the, the deeper you get in a relationship the more you're you're likely to encounter this stuff, which is, which probably should be seen as one of the great things of a relationship. Yeah, it allows us to like see our flaws and Absolutely. be like, okay, that's something I need to work on. Yeah, even though that's hard and we don't like to do that, but it's one of the things that helps us to progress better. You know, yeah, faster. I feel now like. again, if that's what you want in a relationship, we hope it is. Um, right. You know. Do you want to enter the PhD school of progress, <laughs> or do you want to, you know, I don't know. Go get a degree from associates. <laughs> yeah, I get associates. I was trying to think of kind of like a something weak. So oh, yeah, a graduate certificate. <laughs> well, no, yeah. not graduate. I was gonna, I was gonna say something like you know, I don't know, some fake account. You know, like oh. school. Do you <laughs> yeah. want some online degree from some? Yeah, there we go. Anyways, no, no offense to people who have online degrees. Yeah, no offense. Those are, but, those are degrees too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well. I think we've solved enough problems. Yeah, in one I think sitting. we've mans we've mansplained <laughs> we've, mansplained. we've mansplained quite a yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even after we said what mansplaining was, then we continued to mansplain. <laughs> so, 
I, I, I can't help it. I am a man. Yeah. I can't so, change. Uh, just, I am fixed in my manness. I hope you all envision me with suspenders as I'm giving you unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. Well, then, uh, well, I guess we'll we'll be back another time. Yeah, that, what are we going to talk about next time? Good. I don't know. I guess stubbornness of men. He, the stubbornness <laughs> of men. Which, well, we did have a question about the stubbornness <laughs> of men. I was wondering, though, if we could kind of boil that down to generally selfishness. In general, yeah. like selfishness we exhibits itself. We needed more itself. information on, on well, yeah, one of our yeah. friends was, yeah, anyway. Selfishness exhibits itself. It may exhibit itself in different ways between yeah. the genders, but. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, well, we have anything been, else to say? No. Nope. Nope. All right. It's been nice knowing you people. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yep. You're Good. all great people. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>